Good evening, everyone, and thanks for tuning in to episode 27 of the Matt Maddow Scale Trains podcast. Now, this is part two of a two-part interview series with Eric Siegel. If you haven't listened to episode 26, then I strongly recommend that you go back and listen to that before continuing on, because while well, this one starts a little over 70 minutes in, and you will be missing out on a lot of great content. So without further ado, I give you part two of the Eric Siegel interview. Yeah, we can delve into the catalog a little bit, uh, you know, for sure, like the the both uh, 2021 catalogs. Uh, one thing I'll start out with saying is just uh, I'm kind of I like where Lionel's going with some of the more unique and smaller railroads. Uh, I think that was one thing that MTH were like wore the hat for, like putting yeah. out, you know, MTH was just the king of like, like, you know, <laughs> you know, just these small railroads and they're just making like, you know, switchers and diesels and sometimes steam engines. And it was great because, you know, uh, you know, again, I'm from Chicagoland area. And one of the things I, I recently picked up was the, uh, the EJ and E sharks. Uh, because number one, I love the shark nose diesels. I think they're, they're one of actually my favorite diesels, but the problem is, is that there's not any Midwestern sharks except for the EJ and E. Uh, and I know, I know MTH made them in the past. Uh, but obviously I, you know, I, I actually looked for them and I could never find them, but I was like ecstatic when, uh, when they popped up in the catalog last year. And I was like, you know, thank, thanks, thank you, Lionel, for like making some of these, these, you know, smaller railroads, uh, more unique stuff, uh, more like, I guess the best way to put it is like uh, localized, yeah, kind yeah. of, uh, uh, like, you know, like again, I'm, I'm a huge uh, Metro guy. Like, I have tons of MTH Metro stuff, and um, I'm hoping Lionel gets the license and starts putting out Metro stuff and CTA stuff. Uh, and uh, and other kind of uh, localized, uh, you know, uh, types of engines and and rolling stock uh, around you know the United States. Yeah, I, I, do they have to get licensed? I I always thought I always thought it's oddly inappropriate that they that any railroad would make Lionel pay for licensing when you're basically getting free advertising. I um, I know. I remember <laughs> I, I remember Union Pacific tried to pull that a few years ago with. Uh, mth or lionel or somebody and eventually they reached the deal and mth was like okay you can make the stuff because uh because they were like all of a sudden i think it was a few years ago and all of a sudden there was no union pacific in the catalog because union pacific tried to tried to say oh you got to pay us a licensing fee for every model you make and and they, they were like no we're not doing that we're just we just won't make any union pacific stuff and so <laughs> finally union pacific was like okay well given a choice of no advertising versus free advertising we'll take the free advertising <laughs> totally yeah i mean i, I definitely see like they're, you're, they're they're obviously you can't use somebody else's intellectual property without some type of contract right but like you know to like throw like hefty fees on top of that is kind of a little bit ridiculous like you know people want this stuff like yeah. and, and you don't have to, like up doesn't even have to or you know any railroad yeah. uh, for that matter you don't have to do anything like yeah. you know like we're the, you know Lionel and MTH and all the rest of them they do all the work you know they're going out getting the sounds getting you know yeah, I mean uh, it's just a it's just a free advertisement for you and I yeah. thought it was you know I it was it was interesting uh, in the I think it was was it the 2021 or 
maybe the before that, where Lionel cataloged a uh, a UP genset switcher that had graffiti, and then they had to cancel it because UP said, "Well, okay, you can model our engines, but we don't want you modeling one of our engines looking bad." And so they had to uh, they had to uh, cancel that model because uh, UP didn't like it. Um, I was going to order that one. I ordered I was, one too. I that when I Everybody ordered one. And uh, and I had I had to cancel it and change it. I think I changed it to the Norfolk Southern or something. But yeah, I was I was kind of disappointed. But at the same time, you know, I could, you know, you know, I, I could, you know, I could somewhat understand UP. You know, not they're like, okay, we'll let you use our logo and everything, but we don't want it covered in graffiti and stuff like that. So, you know, I, I guess from a certain point of view, I could understand that. Although it was upsetting that they had to cancel it. That that was, I mean, next to the BNSF, which I, I do plan on getting, that that uh, graffiti UP was definitely one of the best ones there. I I yeah. thought it was fantastic it, looking. I mean, it, it was it was so like, cool. It yeah. was so cool. Yeah. But um, I guess the lawyers and their I guess their uh, their PR department, you know, didn't didn't like that very much. Yeah. But uh, yeah, uh, uh, yeah. So back to your question. Yeah, it is great that they're making all these sm- smaller road names. And again, I think that gets back to what I was talking with matt z about which is you know i think that's i think that's all a result of the built to order scheme where now they have the luxury of of offering all these different road names um because why not you know they have nothing to lose um if it if people order it they'll make it and if not you know no big deal they just they wasted a little ink in the catalog that's it yeah so um again I, i think built to order is one of the really has really benefited Lionel and, and benefited, you know, I know when, it, when they first came out with built to order, some people were upset because, um, but I think that what they were upset because they weren't thinking of it from a business perspective. They were thinking of it solely from a customer perspective. And, you know, before, before built to order, you know, the, the way people would work prior to built to order with Lionel for many years uh, their, their their sort of their modus operandi was they would the catalog would come out they wouldn't order anything because they knew Lionel was going to make it anyway um, then they would wait until the models came out they didn't sell all of them and then they would go on on a, uh, they would go on super discounts to try you know like a, a clearance sales right to try to get rid of the unsold stock. And that's when people would buy them and they would get a great deal on them because they were just, they were trying to clean out the warehouse and get rid of unsold stock. Well, that, that was great for the customers, but it was horrible for Lionel and for dealers. Yeah. And, and so that's why they went to build to order. And so, yeah, you're not going to get the big clearance sales like you used to, but you're also going to get, but you also get a lot more road names um, and a lot more variety than you used to, because now they have that, that ability to do that because they're not, you know, making them before they're sold, so to speak. And, uh, and so I think it's, I think it's benefited the hobby and benefited Lionel quite a lot. And they they were able to, to give us a lot more variety because of it. Yeah. And, and a lot of the larger shops too actually just order an excessive amount too, because they know people are going to obviously like, I don't pre-order all that much. I, I do for the things that I'm like, I want that, but yeah. there's plenty of stuff this year that I bought that, that, I didn't pre-order, but I knew that, you know, you know, uh, online retailer X was, uh, going to have them available. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, like the, whatever, you know, if it's a good, 
Lionel dealer, they'll, they'll know that, okay, we're probably going to sell a good number of these and they'll yeah. go ahead and order some extras. Um, but on the other hand, you know, if it's a, if it's a more obscure road name, you know, I think, uh, uh, I'm a big fan of, of pre-ordering, uh, cause I think it, it's, um, it's important to the high, it's important to let them know what they need to make because, uh, we've seen a few times where, you know, Lionel cataloged something and then they had to can something that was really nice. And then they had to cancel it because they didn't get enough orders. Yeah. Um, and so what I tell people, you know, I say, you know, I, you know, I say, if you can try to pre-order as much as possible, because that, that is the best way to ensure that number one, the model will get made period. And number two, that you'll actually get one. Um, because if you if you don't pre-order, it's kind of a gamble. You know, you 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 might get one. You you'll probably be able to find one, but you if, but if it's a more obscure, like you know, I'm looking at the Acellas in the in the 2021 Volume One catalog, and you know, if if you wanted one of the uh, Santa Fe Acellas, um, you better pre-order it because uh, if they don't get orders for that, they they're not going to make it. <laughs> yep. yep. You know, the regular Acella, yeah, I'm sure dealers will order some extras. That's not a problem, but if you want something different, uh, you better pre-order it. Did they did they actually get enough pre-orders for the Santa Fe Excella? I don't remember. I don't know. I know they had to cancel <laughs> some of them. I don't know which yeah. ones they canceled. I don't, I don't. I don't recall exactly, but I know they did have to cancel some of them. I think the Santa Fe went through. I think my favorite my favorite non realistic one was I like the New Haven and I like the Hiawatha. The Hiawatha to me, that like, was look, cool. I'm a Santa Fe guy to heart, but. That Hiawatha one was pretty. I don't know why that paint scheme fits that train very well for some reason. It really does. It looks fantastic. I, I liked. I, I really thought really hard about ordering either the New Haven or the the Milwaukee Road because um, they both look really nice. But I, you know, I I, I don't have unlimited amounts of money, so <laughs> right, I exactly, well, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> and the, and ordering one was expensive enough. I mean, what was it, twenty five hundred? Yep. So. Um, you know, hopefully that price will be justified uh, when we get it. We'll see. Um, I guess we can talk about pricing now. Uh, sure. Since we're talking yeah, about pricing, you know what? Uh, that's always an interesting thing. You know, uh, people always ask, why is it so expensive? And the answer is very simple. It's because they're expensive to make. Um, you know, I think some people erroneously think that, oh, it's, $2,500 and why it only cost Lionel $10 to make it. And they're just pocketing the rest. You know, it's, it's not like that at all. It's, it's, you know, they are making a profit, but it's not near as much as, as you might think, you know, and they, uh, they have to cover the cost of manufacturing it. And now they're, they're having to, I think they're going to have to raise prices uh, by 10% soon because of the shipping. The shipping has gotten more expensive Yep, because uh, of COVID and everything. And, uh, and so, you know, when these things are expensive, it, it's not just because there's not some fat cat sitting back at Lionel saying, ha, 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 let's, let's charge 2,500 bucks for it. You <laughs> yeah. know, it's, it's not like that. It's, it's like, there's someone in accounting looking at it and saying, okay, what do we have to charge for this to make it worth our while to make, you know, and that's, you know, that's what it always comes down to is, uh, I think sometimes people forget that they think they forget that. You know that the Lionel is running a business, and and they need to be profitable, and they should be profitable, and I want them to be profitable. Uh, you know, and everybody should want them to be profitable so that they stay in business. And uh, 
you know, in order to turn a profit, you know, the, the accountants look at the, the cost of manufacturing and they say, okay, this is what we have to sell it for in order to make a profit. I'm sure they don't relish the fact of, of that they're selling it for $2,500, but they have to uh, because of the price of, uh, of, that's just what it costs. You know, when people say, yep. yeah, there's no way it costs that much. And I'm like, yeah, it does. I, I, I you know, I, I was talking to someone either at MTH or Lionel or maybe both years ago. And, um, and they told me that, you know, for your average diesel engine, um, you know, the tooling to make that engine can cost anywhere from, you know, 50 to $150,000, you know, just for the tooling. Wow. Uh, yeah. for a, oh, and wow. for a steam engine, it can cost up to a quarter million dollars for the, for the, for the tooling. Um, and so when you consider that, that's why they have to sell them for $2,500 because, uh, the cost to make it is, and that's just the tooling that doesn't take into account, you know, the cost of actually making it and then shipping it and, and all that stuff. Uh, that's just the cost for the tooling, you know, to have the capability of making it. So it's, it, it's, you know, and, and I think it was, I think maybe Mike Reagan might've said um, that when you think about it, model trains, they really have a little bit of everything inside of them. They have, it's, it's diecast metal, it's plastic, it's computer parts, it's sound, it's mechanical stuff, it's smoke units, you know, it's, it's electronics, it's lighting. Uh, it's really got a, a little bit of everything in there. And, and that's another reason why it's so expensive because it's not, they're not just made of plastic. You know, there's so many ingredients that go into making a locomotive. And, and so you're having to contract, you know, you're having to pay the price of, of getting those circuit boards made and the chips and the, uh, and the lighting and the, and the, and the sound boards and the sound and the speakers and the smoke units and all that stuff. Um, and it adds up and that's why, that's why they're expensive, uh, because they're expensive to make. No, that's a, that's a fantastic point, Eric, because, uh, you know, these are these aren't just things you put on your shelf. Although, like a lot of people do, put them on their shelf. Yeah, and, yeah. And don't do anything else with them. But uh, um, you know, these aren't just things that just sit on a shelf and you know collect dust. I mean, these are mechanical, electronic devices with smoke units, like you said, lights, like everything. I mean, this is like they're repro- trying to as close as they can reproduce an actual, you know. Yeah. And so when you really think about it, there's a lot that goes into these things that people sort of take for granted or they don't, they don't really think about all the time. And, but if you really, you know, if you ever opened up a, a, an engine and really examine what's going into it, uh, that's one of the reasons I like it when Lionel puts out those pilot versions of locomotives every now and then, Okay. Uh, because I, I think those are great for just showcasing what goes into making those engines. I mean, you can really see all the brass detail parts you know, and all the fine brass wiring and all that stuff. I mean, it's, it really hammers home how impressive they are and how, how much goes into making them. Yeah. And you can, you know, going back to the catalog again, uh, you know, sure. There's some things in there that are maybe a little high, but uh, there's some deals to be had in there as well. Like, oh, for sure. you, like that, that, um, that BNSF set uh, with the coal cars is actually a, steal of a deal oh yeah oh yeah um yeah every now and then you'll find it a deal and and again that's uh, and 
usually the best deals are this are the things where they're reusing older tooling because you know that's how you pay for the tooling is to is to re- redo it several times. Yeah. So like the SD70 tooling, you know, they've done a whole bunch of those all those coal cars, you know, they've they've done those before and so the tooling I, w- I would imagine is probably paid for and so at that point you can sell it at a reasonable price and still make a profit. Um, I know I was talking to uh, uh, to Brian over at Legacy Station when I went over there the other day. Uh, not that I'm trying to plug them or anything, but we were just having a conversation of uh, of uh, you know what engines were selling, and he, you know, there was um, was it in the 2021 or 20, 2020? It was a small engine. It was the oh gosh, oh the the, the 060T. Might have been that. It, no, it was. Uh, okay. Let me let me look here. I've got. Let me pull up my little catalogs and. That's a fantastic little engine. Yeah, oh, yeah. That, that, that thing is great. The little tank yeah. engine. What that yeah. thing is a deal. Like that is the deal. Like uh, just a steal of a deal with all the mm-hmm. stuff that's packed into that little yeah, steam engine. Great. Here it is. Yeah, in the twenty twenty volume two, they had the the four six O's that were seven fifty with whistle steam. Um. That's a great deal, seven fifty for yeah. a diecast steam engine oh, with yeah. whistle steam. Yes, and mm-hmm. and so he said those were flying off the shelves. He said he didn't order enough of them because they were just flying out the door because they were, you know, for seven fifty you can get a a nice nicely detailed O scale steam engine with whistle steam and and also you know it runs on O thirty one curves. Yep. Um, so yeah. yeah, they were. He said they were selling like hotcakes. I think they mirrored that too with the consolidation engine in the latest catalog. Um, I think you can get that for like probably high 600s. And now you have a, you know, a die cast steam engine with whistles. Cause those, I think, believe have whistle steam as well. Right. Yeah. Those yeah. Are whistle steam. yeah. I mean, whistle steam is yeah. pretty, pretty standard now. And um, yeah, I'm looking at the newest catalog and they got the two eight Oh consolidations for, yep. uh, for 750, 750. Yeah. That, that's the MSRP. Like if you go through your like dealer, you're probably in the 600s probably. Yeah, I mean, so. that's fantastic. For that's, a- for yeah. a 280 with whistle steam. I mean, you can't beat yeah. that. You can't beat yeah. that. So yeah, some stuff is expensive, but you know, they I think they also, you know, if you if you look, you'll find that they have good deals and, and it's usually on stuff that, you know, it's kind of a workhorse model that they've had for a while and they can they can afford to, to give it to you at a reasonable price. Whereas like something that's brand new, you know, that's new or modified tooling like the Acela, you know, where it's got a lot of features and stuff. It's going to be, you know, it's going to be pricey. But then again, it's Vision Line. So is the Acela Vision Line? I forget. Um, no, it's it's just a standard. No, it's not. Okay. But yeah, I mean, it, it, it ought to be a Vision Line for that price. <laughs> so, that's true. Yeah, that's for uh, sure. Yeah, yeah. And they also removed uh, the the doors. I, yeah, I, I was so. dis- I was disappointed to hear that that they that they. But from what I've heard, I never had one of the original Acela sets. But I've heard those doors were extremely problematical. Yes. Um, so, yeah. you know, I, I think they did that for, for, I think they had, they did that cause they kind of had to. And, you know, I know the, I know the engineers over at Lionel and I know they, they love putting cool features into the trains and, and if they have to cut it out, there's usually a pretty darn good reason why they did it. Yeah. They probably didn't, just didn't yeah. want to have to go through that, that, uh, that hassle again with people having problems with the, the door yeah, mechanics yeah, and was, stuff like that. And yeah, I, I don't blame them to be yeah, honest. From what I understand, so. it was kind of a customer service nightmare the first time it yeah. happened. And I'm sure they didn't want to repeat that. And in yeah. fact, in fact, from what I heard, you know, cause they actually cataloged the Acela several years ago 
and then they canceled it and and i and because they didn't get enough orders and i i had heard through the rumor mill that the reason they didn't get enough orders was, was because people still had you know still had bad feelings over the initial acela that had so many problems that they didn't they were hesitant to order the new one and so i think lionel had to work pretty hard to say hey hey we've we fixed the problems if this is you know we've we've got this one this one's going to run a lot better you know and but they had to cancel that one and now they've got the new one and i think i think they've got enough people excited about it where it's gonna it's gonna sell okay but um I'm really excited to see that. It should be really cool when it, when it, when it finally comes. And I got the expansion yeah. back too. So, oh, that's nice. awesome. I, that's I love those. Awesome. Yeah, I can't wait to to see reviews uh, and the people just running it. Um, it's a little too big for my layout, but um, I love that. And I also love the turbo train too. You know, on the MTH side. Oh so. yeah, yeah. I've, I've, uh, that's one of my. Uh, I like to run it during the open houses because people like to see it run. It's yeah. um, it's a little bit. Um, it's a little bit temperamental sometimes. Um, mm-hmm. It can be, but uh, when it's when I once it get once I get it running good, then it then it runs fine for for hours and hours. Um, but it's it's got a lot of little parts that you have to connect, and uh, so it can be sometimes it can be a little temperamental, but it's still a fan favorite, and uh, and I like running it. So um, sweet, that should be cool. Yeah, there's uh, you know, and I guess talking about MTH, you know, there's so much exciting stuff going on in the hobby right now. You know, uh, I don't know if we want to talk about this now or in a little bit, but, uh, you know, there's so much exciting, I think it's in a really exciting time for the hobby because, um, you know, although the news about MTH was, was sort of not good. Um, I think there's going to be some really cool stuff to come out of it. You know, I mean, first, I mean, first of all, you've got MTH, you know, I I don't, I don't think they're going away. They seem to be that they're going to stay around in some form or fashion. Um, And so that's good. But then I think the exciting part is that, you know, Atlas bought some of their tooling and they've got, they've got their diesels coming out. And, and I know I'm really excited about that because I know that Atlas is going to do those models justice. Um, and they're going to be fantastic when they come out and they're going to have PS3, which is great. Um, and then, and then Lionel, you know, bought the, uh, bought a lot, bought some of their steam tooling and, and, and some of their other tooling too. I, I think in the new catalog, they had a couple of MTH. Well, the, yeah. The sea liners, I think were. Yeah. Sea liners, sea liners MTH? MTH? yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep. yep. Um, yeah. That, I thought that like, I was like, I haven't, I haven't seen this in a Lionel catalog before, but now, now that you say it, I had, you recall seeing it in the MTH catalog. So yeah, I'm really excited. I, I hope and pray that they that Lionel bought my my greatest wish is that Lionel bought the tri, the triplex tooling. Uh, I would oh. love to see Lionel do a triplex with legacy sound in there. I think that would be how about, how, how about a vision how about a vision line triplex? Yeah, yeah. If they yeah. did a vision line triplex or something, I mean, like that would be something special. So. Uh, really excited about you know what's what's to come you know I I, I I'm excited to see what Li- what Lionel is going to do with the stuff they've gotten from MTH and and uh, on the Atlas side that's really exciting too so you know it was uh, it was unfortunate that you know Mike Wolf decided to to close things down but uh, I think there's some good going to come about of that come out of it and like I said I think you know it looks it looks to be like MTH is going to stick around in some form or fashion. Um, you know, there. I think uh, if I had to guess, I you know my 
I think they're going to, worst case scenario, I think they're going to move to like a sort of like a third rail type of operation where they just do, you know, limited, limited releases. Yep. Uh, which is fine, which is, you know, as long as, long as they're still sticking around, that's fine. Um, I wish the only thing I could say on that is, and uh, I've obviously I pre-ordered some some things already uh, from the, uh, you know, the, <laughs> I call them the email catalogs because that's what they are. <laughs> but uh, right. I, I wish they were, I wish there was one place where I could go so I could see like, I mean, I guess they kind of have that a little bit that on their website, but you know, more of like a catalog view because the problem Same. is it's kind of like now I'm at a point where I'm like, hmm, okay, like what did they come out with? You know, before you could just like open a catalog and see it, and now I kind of have to like rifle through my emails yeah. to find like uh, stuff because they're coming out with the some great stuff. Like I pre-ordered the, you know, the the SW the Metro SW little switcher yeah. uh, that should be coming in soon. Um, I think I have a an EJ and E uh that uh, mr muffin made uh, a custom run yeah uh, it's like it's like a, i think it was a gp7 or gp9 um i forgot but uh yeah i definitely ordered because I, you know i'm a huge fan of mth mm-hmm. i just i love their stuff and yeah everything you know everything they did they're you know to me like the the imperial line was like probably the best kind of uh entry level oh product sure. on the market for, for sure. years i mean the, the the what for what they charged and what you got there was just just incredible oh, stuff fantastic stuff i mean i yeah. i think mth really brought a lot of positive change into the hobby yep and um i thought their starter sets were fantastic one of the coolest things i ever heard uh i've i've said this before to a lot of people but I was watching an interview with Mike Wolf and he was talking about their starter sets. And he said, you know, we don't, we don't turn a big profit on our starter sets, but, um, but they're really high quality. And he said the way he said, the way that he viewed the starter sets was that they were the business card for the company. And he said, that's what gets people into the hobby. So you want to have something that's really good. That's going to work for a long time. That's going to be super dependable and super fun. And, you know, Turning a profit was not the main motive there. They turned, they made, they made a little bit, but they weren't making a ton of money on them. The main purpose of the starter sets was to get people hooked on the hobby. Yep, and I think that's yeah. a great mindset to have with starter sets. And the one thing For that sure. they did right that, uh, and you've stated this on your channel before too, Eric, uh, is that, and we've stated it in a couple of our podcasts as well, is that MTH had a great product or a great command system where you could buy the entry level and still run it with oh, their yeah. top of the line command system like oh, yeah. everything had proto sound in it like it didn't matter didn't matter what it was it, it was like well we're sticking proto sound in here and you can run this with your your you know you can run your your semi scale or your sets or yeah. even your scale stuff with the same remote yeah it was it was great you know and i I thought that was, I, I've always kind of, that's one thing I've always wanted Lionel to do a little bit better job at just sort of constructive criticism is that, you mm-hmm. know, if, if I think it would be better if they, you know, if they would just put legacy in everything, you know, or, you know, just have it so that there's universal, um, you, you know, a universal system across their product line like MTH did. Cause that, yeah, that was a huge asset. You know, I mean, I brought, I've, I've told people I bought a starter set for my son when he was five, an MTH starter set. And I mean, it's what, 17 years old now. And 
I can still run it on my layout. It's got ProtoSound. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And it runs great. It, fans, it runs it has great sets. Diecast metal locomotive, diecast metal sprung trucks on the cars. You know, I mean, that's the way I think that's, you know, having a, you know, I, I think the way I would tell people is I think MTH had a great growth path with their product yeah. line. You could, you could For start sure. off small and grow and you never have to trash the stuff you bought before. Whereas with, you know, you know, with Lionel, you know, if you get a starter set, you know, they're great. I, I love the Lion Chief stuff. But if you go from line, if you move from Lion Chief up to uh, up to Legacy, well, now they've got the, with the LC two plus. Um, yeah, now you can run it. Yeah, yeah, now you can run it. So that was a big improvement. I was really happy when they did that. The Bluetooth as well. Like, yeah. I mean, what's kind of cool is that you could buy a Legacy engine with Bluetooth and yeah. not even have to buy a Legacy yeah, command yeah. set. Yeah, I mean, so yeah, adding Bluetooth, I think that was a big deal. Um, yeah. So I think they've gotten a lot better at it in the last maybe five years. Um, about having a growth path with their products because um, un- unfortunately you know for like, like 10 15 years ago it used to be where if you bought a Lionel starter set and then you wanted to go into legacy that starter set was pretty useless after that yeah um, and now with bluetooth and and lc2 plus it's, it's a lot better and you can actually take that starter set with you and 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 not lose anything by upgrading to uh to legacy and then and the big stuff and, and I'll be honest with you, you know, I, I've had a couple of, uh, uh, I had the, the Lion Chief Plus 2.0 Big Boy. And, um, you know, I'll tell you, like the sound, like I, and I have some legacy steamers too. You know, they say it's TMCC, but I tell you, like that sound package they put in there, I mean, it's, it's, and the, and the features, it's all legacy level stuff. It's like, really it's, good. I mean, I, I, yeah. I, yeah, I really like the, uh, the Lion Chief Plus 2. I mean, it's, it's great. And I, and I, I mean, just overall, like, um, I was, you know, when I was, uh, I've said it in my videos and in my articles I've written for OGR magazine, I've said, you know, never in, uh, this is never before in the hobby have there been so many options for running your trains. I mean, if you mm-hmm. get, if you get a, a legacy steam engine, or if you get a, if you get a Lion Chief plus 2.0, uh, there are five ways you can run it. I think, um, you know, you've got conventional, you've got Bluetooth, you've got Lion Chief, you've got uh, TMCC, and I think there's one other that I'm leaving out. Oh, and Legacy. So you got Legacy, TMCC, Bluetooth, Conventional, and Lion Chief, all in the same model. Like if you buy a if you buy a new steam engine or something, uh, five ways to run it. I mean, that's 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 incredible. You know, there's never been a time in the hobby where there were so many options when it came to how you run the run the engine. And uh, so that's nice to see. And, and, you know, getting back to MTH, I, I you know, I, I always love their stuff. I got into MTH, uh, the mod, the, the modern MTH before I got into Lionel, I was, I was way into, into Proto Sound 2 before I got into, in, in, got Legacy. Um, and, um, so I've always sort of admired the way they did things and the way they they operated and the, the the emphasis they put on quality and realism and all that stuff. Um, and, uh, and but I'm really excited now because you know I've said this before one of the one of the the uh, you know one of the few downs one of the few negatives 
I've always had with MTH is their 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 sound quality. Uh, not the sounds themselves. The sounds themselves are good, are excellent. But just the delivery system, you know, the speaker system um, has always been not quite as good as Lionel. I mean, everybody knows that Lionel has the best sound. And I think it's really exciting that now we're going to get some MTH models with MTH, that MTH look and feel combined with legacy sounds. Uh, I think that's going to be incredible. You know, if we if you can get a uh, uh, a triplex or some other MTH steam engine with legacy sounds on board, wow, that that's really going to be something. Yeah, so I just wanted to go on kind of your points you're talking about, especially with the uh, Lion Chief and the Lion Owl. Yeah, I I've harped on this on a bunch of episodes that yeah you need a staircase from the Lion Chief starter set to Legacy. You don't have that right now. And that's why I really think, I, to your point, Eric, I completely agree. You, they could put legacy in everything, and that would be awesome. Yeah, I mean, if it, if it was up to me, I mean, it's easy to Monday morning quarterback it. You know, I'm sure they have their reasons, but um, you know, if it was up to me, I would just say, hey, let's put Lionel, let's put let's put legacy in in everything. Let's have everything have Bluetooth, legacy, and lion chief capabilities or something like that you know but at least bluetooth and legacy and everything and that way there's a there's just a uniformity across your product line and you can say okay you get this starter set for your kid for christmas and if he gets into the hobby 10 years later he's got a big layout he can still run that set yeah have the have the mth mentality basically yeah and i and like i said i think they've gotten better at it in the last four or five years especially with the advent of of Bluetooth and um, and the LC LC two LC plus two, um, so um, I think they're get, I think they're closer to it than they've ever been. I mean, at least now, if you get a uh, if I was going to tell someone to you know recommend a starting point for for Lionel, I would say get a get a Lion Chief plus two, and then and then go from there. Almost piecemeal it together instead of buying a starter set. Yeah, I mean the the sets are nice. I you know it's hard to it's hard to to not like. I mean it's hard to say you know don't get a set because the sets are very nice. But you know um, those the LC two plus is a uh, is definitely a. I think it's it's a nice it's a nice place to start because it definitely has a lot more growth potential. Um, For sure. So, so it's nice. But yeah, very very exciting time for the in the hobby. It's going to be interesting to see where things go. Uh, and then, of course, you know we've got Menards coming in with their uh, now they've got a locomotive. Um, so that you know, I, I think it's a very exciting time. Oh yeah, with uh, Menards, I know, man. We've talked about Menards before, and they're they're for what they have and what they're charging. They make excellent stuff. I mean, you know, it's not for the you know scale rivet counter guys but for what it is it's awesome and for the price you can't beat it yeah i mean it's it's um <laughs> uh one of the things i like about menard stuff is that um they they've got their their stuff is so affordable that they've got what i call the the, the who cares factor where it's you know it's so affordable that even if there's a mistake of some sort who cares you know like their, their, their buildings are, are so affordable and they're so nice, you know, but every, you know, every now and then I'll get a Menards building where it's got a loose piece that needs to be re-glued back on. 
or something. But at that price, who cares? You know, or their their box cars are twenty dollars. So if you have to do a little bit, you know, do a little bit of work to get the coupler working properly, who cares? You know, I mean, so and uh, you know, at that price, you can get away. You know, at that price, people will forgive an awful lot. You know, it'd be one thing if they were charging, you know, seventy five dollars for those box cars, but at twenty dollars, you know, if there's a little overspray of the paint, you know, or a little stiffness in the coupler, it's uh, you know, again, who cares? You just, you, you fix it and you, and you move on. Cause it's just such a good deal and it's such a cheap way to get into the hobby. And, and, uh, and really, I mean, it's, it's, I mean, Menards, I, I think is another one of those s- sort of MTH esque in a way, and that they've, they've really been a big influencer on the hobby. You know, I mean, they, they started off. I remember when, when Menards came onto the market, you know, what was that? Five, six, seven years ago. I don't know. I've lost count. And when they first came onto the market, I remember thinking, you know, gosh, is what is this? Is this a joke? I mean, like Menards, that's a, that's a home improvement chain. Like that would be like if Home Depot came out with a line of train, you know? And, <laughs> you know, and I remember thinking, what, what is going on here? And then, you know, but they just kept at it. And one thing I've noticed about Menards is that they don't rest on their laurels. They're always upping the game and making things better. And uh, so, you know, first they came out with some cheap box cars and hoppers. Then they came out with some flat cars with some loads on them. Uh, then they came out with some lighted cabooses. Uh, then they came out with their, you know, track. And then they came out with buildings and then excellent lighting on the buildings. I thought, okay, this is great. Then they came out with buildings with animation. Um and now, you know, now they're bringing out some motive power. And so it's like they're always they're always improving and always adding to their product line and improving what they're offering. And, and it's to the point now where I, I, I really think that Menards is the dominant player in the low end, ultra affordable segment of the hobby. And you can you can you can see it because I, um, you know, I, I wrote in an OGR article a few issues ago. I said, you know, the biggest the biggest sign that you're succeeding in your in your in what you're doing is when your biggest competitors begin to copy what you're doing and sure enough you know in the last few catalogs last few years lionel has started bringing out some really inexpensive rolling stock you know 027 rolling stock uh where you know that's that's not it's not quite as cheap as menards but it's about as cheap as lionel can go on a piece of rolling stock. And I think that's a direct result, a direct reaction to Menards um, and, and what they've done. And so uh, it's really been fun to see Menards grow and see their product line expand. And, uh, and who knows where they'll go from here. And I, I was lucky enough to get one of those new, the Santa Fe F3s um, from Menards and um, for $129, it, it's fantastic. It's fantastic. Yep. Yeah, I was I got I was actually able to get one as well and I actually posted a review of it and uh uh it did very well uh review-wise and uh I actually I enjoy well, you know, again, I'm a Santa Fe guy, so I bought it more for just nostalgia reasons and it was a Santa Fe, but I had a lot of fun with it. I think it's a just a neat little engine and yeah. uh, man, if this is if this is their like beta prototype engine, which is kind of what it was supposed to be, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, holy cow, they are uh, 
you know, they're going to be ones to watch. Yeah, I mean, and for, and for $129. Now, it's really funny. I've seen them going now for $300 on eBay, um, you know, because they're because you can't get them anymore. And so I and I, I think I, I posted them somewhere on this on my YouTube channel or something. I said, I said, don't pay $300 for this engine. I said, it's, it's a fantastic deal for one, 129, even maybe 150 or 200, but 300, you know, I, I would not pay $300 for it. It's not, it's not that good, but for $129, I mean, you've got die cast trucks and couplers, uh, a really nice plastic body, a great paint job. Um, I mean, there's only a couple little issues that I had with it and they were, they were minor things that are, that are not deal breakers. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's a great way to come onto the to the O gauge motive power scene. And like you said, if it, if this is their beta beta offering, uh, I think they're setting themselves up pretty good. And I I thought it was really smart the way they did it. You know, they I don't you know I think it was smart of them just to do a little small release of a couple hundred just to see how they sold. And I I think I heard somewhere that they sold out in a few minutes. Um, I don't know if that's true or not, but. Uh, at any rate, I, I know they sold out really quickly. And so I think that was really smart of them to sort of test the waters and see what people thought rather than, you know, going to the factory and saying, okay, we want 10,000 of these and we hope they sell. You know, they, they they made a small run and they said, okay, wow, okay, these are selling pretty well and now we can make some more. And I, I've, and I, I, I've, uh, I know the guys over at Menards, I, I, you know, I talked to them on a semi-regular basis and I know that um, they were pleased with how it sold and, and, and now they're going to work on bringing out the full production model, which I'm not sure when that's coming out, but it should be exciting. I mean, they already make rolling stock. I mean, just imagine like uh, for like the holidays and like November and December, and they come out with like a Christmas engine with mm-hmm. like Christmas cars. I mean, holy cow, that's just going to like fly yeah. off the shelves. I mean, it's, it's, awesome. it's, it's yeah. And with the, with the introduction of their motive power, it's now to the point where you can build an entire train set with nothing but Menard stuff. And, uh, and I think that's really cool that, I mean, and again, you know, it, it, it came from out of nowhere, a home improvement chain who knew, you know, (laughs) and like, here we are in 2021 and they are, uh, they are, I mean, in my opinion, the dominant player in the low end affordable segment of the hobby, which is fantastic for, for people just getting for kids and people get just getting into the hobby. It's a fantastic entry point. I mean that, and that just kind of shows you that that's only a good thing for the hobby when you have uh, other like just kind of like like you said like Menards like a home improvement store decides to go into O scale like yeah. that's a that's a good sign that the hobby is 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 getting very healthy. Yeah, I would have to say. Yeah, and so it's uh, yeah, like I like I said, very exciting time for the hobby. It's very uh, it's going to be very exciting to see where things go and and. Uh, and how things develop over the years. It, I'm, I'm wondering if, you know, eventually um, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, knowing the pattern of Menards and how they like to improve things, I would not be surprised if eventually they start coming out with some scale models. Um, that would be, that would be something really cool too. That'd yeah. be awesome. I, I bet you that scale rolling stock is definitely uh, on their radar. Yeah, I mean so, some of the some of the rolling stock, like their flat cars, are pretty much almost scale already. Some of them are close. Yes, you yeah. are correct. Yeah. And actually, the F three is longer than my Lionel scale F three. 
it, it is. And somebody, I, I think what people were saying is, is like, uh, well, it's an F7A or yeah, no, yeah like I heard that. that. I'm like, well, it's just, you know I what? The, it's a, it's a test engine prototype and that's how we should all look at it. Uh, you know, I, I got the comments too, you know, on mine, about like people, most people were, I would say majority of people were very, very positive and they loved it. Yeah. And uh, I'm glad Menards is uh, is going down that route. And just to really just kind of tag back to their buildings, <clears throat> excuse me, um, you know, I love their buildings. And uh, look, even if you're a rivet counter or somebody who likes extreme detail, I think their buildings are very extremely detailed for for how much you pay. Like, I mean, for how much you, you know, you spend, you get lighting figures, rotating things that signs that rotate or, you know, signs that kind of act like, you know, neon signs that kind of have a, you know, different sequence flashing and yeah, stuff animated like signs. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I mean, it's fantastic. I mean, I, I've got a bunch of Menard structures on my layout cause they're, they look, they're, you know, they, they're made to scale it seems. And, yep. uh, and they're, the lighting is fantastic. And, like I, uh, I think the first one I put on my layout was the Morton Salt Factory. Yep, that's I have that one too. Yeah, which had that beautiful animated sign on it. Yep. I mean, it just and it was like a hundred dollars. It was crazy. Yeah. You know, you're just like you're just like, how in the world are they selling this thing for? I don't, I don't want to know. Like, I don't, I don't want to peek behind the curtain and know how they're selling this thing for a hundred dollars. You know, attention to that man behind the yeah, curtain. Yeah, I mean, like it's it's crazy and and. And then, and then I got their, their power plant and the dog food factory and the, yep. the power store. And like, I mean, uh, I think, I think I'm going to get their Amtrak station next, but uh, yeah, there's, I mean, their, their buildings are, are just, are, are fantastic. And, yep. and for the money, it's just incredible. And like, kind of like I was saying, you know, they're, they're not perfect. Um, sometimes you'll get a, you have to re-glue a part on and stuff like yep. that. But for that, like I said, for that price, who cares, you know? I'll gladly whip out some super glue and grab that glue a handrail on for a hundred dollar animated lighted building. <laughs> yeah. And and you know what, just to, to kind of like uh, uh, step on top of that is that uh, they, they actually, their stuff is actually packaged pretty well. It is. You know, except it for is. Those, you know, 8,000 staples you got to remove. Yeah. But, you do. Uh, you don't have to spend about <laughs> half an hour removing staples. Yeah. But uh, it is packaged well. Um, but nonetheless, you know, probably about, maybe half the time I get a Menards building, usually, you know, sometimes one of the figures is broken loose or just something, yeah. something got loose in shipping and it's, it's not a big deal. I'll just grab some super glue and glue back on and, and just, and go on, go on about my way. And again, for that price, I, I'm more than happy to whip out the super glue. I don't care. You know, be one thing, be one thing if they charge, we're charging $400 for that building. Uh, but at that price, I'm, you know, you're, you can forgive a lot when the, when the price is that cheap. Yeah, I mean, are, are they are they on par with Woodland Scenics? No, but are they close? Yeah, yeah, they're close. And um, yeah, so it's uh, yeah, their buildings. I think I don't know from their point of view, but I think their buildings have been one of their most successful product lines. I mean, I've seen those things going on eBay for twice what they originally sold for. Because um, one of the things they don't, one of the things that I've heard about them. And I, I can't remember if they told me this themselves or not, but I, I've heard they don't, they tend not to do reruns of buildings. And that makes it so that once they've made a building, they, they, they become kind of collectible. 
Yep. And uh, and the prices go up. And so, yeah, I've seen their $100 buildings going for 200 250 on eBay, on eBay. I think they stamp like limited edition on, on all of their stuff. But they now, with that said, they did re-release the water tower. Um, yeah. Because that, that was, uh, people were kind of like, uh, you know, like, please, re- I didn't get one when it came out. It's really I, mean, nice. I, I think they should re-release a lot of their stuff. I mean, I think that's would be good business just because, I mean, if the demand is there, you know, why not? Um, but at the same time, it's kind of cool to see them, be, these, these budget buildings become collectible on eBay. <laughs> so it's, uh, yeah, it's, uh, I'm, I've been so impressed with Bernard's and, uh, and, uh, I've been able to fortunately, you know, talk to some of the guys there and they're really nice and they're, uh, they have a lot of fun designing these things and making these things. And, uh, I don't know how it started. I mean, I, 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 I would guess, I mean, maybe someone knows, but what it feels like to me overall, when I, when I get a Menards product, it feels like some guy who grew up with trains and when he was a kid, you know, like we all did when we were kids, we, we, we thought, boy, I wish I could have my own train company and make, make trains. Well, I think, he, I think some guy, maybe the founder of Menards or somebody had that dream, grew up to be a successful founder of Menards, the home improvement chain. And once he was successful, said, you know what, I'm going to fulfill that childhood dream and I'm going to make these trains that I always wanted to make because, and, and that's what they're doing. Cause that's what I, I get, a, whenever I unbox their, their buildings and stuff, I get a sense of like joy and wonder yeah in their in their buildings like you can tell that whoever is designing these things is just having fun which is great yeah disclaimer here i don't know this for a fact but i think you are right i think it was the current or the owner of menards uh was a big uh lionel o scale guy and he just decided you know what uh i got the funds and (laughs) i have a way i have a way of pushing it out to customers. And you know what? The the demographic is there as well. Like, look, I, I live in the Midwest. There's some, I walk out my door and I can go any direction and I run into a Menards. So, mm-hmm. um, but you know, the people that shop at Menards, you know, are demographically, you know, uh, older, older gentlemen, older couples, uh, yeah. moms, dads, kids, uh, you know, people, you know, you go to Menards, Eric here, and it's like, you know, you can, you can buy groceries at Menards. It's <laughs> It's yeah, I've never, I've never been to one. We don't have them in Georgia yet. There's a, a giant candy section. I mean, it's yeah, like or in New it, York, they don't got it either. <laughs> yeah, one of yeah. these days when I go when I go into the Midwest, I'm going to have to go into a Menards because because they they sell the train stuff at the stores too, right? Uh, so some stores only have them out during the holiday season. Uh, some stores have them up in a special like some some of them have like an upstairs and they keep them there. And some of them don't put them out until, you know, the holiday season. So it really, it differs from store to store, unfortunately. Yeah. But But I think now, I think right now, like, uh, I think August or September, uh, that's when their, uh, their train stuff starts uh, hitting the shelves. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Like, okay. So knowing that you said, yeah, the owner was into O-Gage trains, that makes total sense because that's evident when you look at their products. I mean, it's evident that, that they're just doing this for fun. And they're enjoying it, and the, the 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 main motive is not to make a ton of money. Um, they're just they're just having some fun, and it's it's very obvious when you 
unpack their, especially their buildings, the animated flying saucer and the the animated fire station and stuff like. And and they always have Jack the German Shepherd. Yep. There and, and so it, I mean it's it's totally obvious that they're just having fun with it, which is fantastic for the hobby and and uh, and great for them. Uh, I thought that my favorite thing about the new F3 that they put out was that they had a, a picture of Jack on the back of the remote. That was awesome. <laughs> I saw that too. <laughs> I was like, it wouldn't be a Menards look. I would I, I would have thought, okay, Menards didn't make this. If it didn't have Jack somewhere, I'd say, who made this? <laughs> yeah, he, he, he's he'd either be in the cab as like the, you know, uh, uh, the conductor or, you know, on the remote, right? <laughs> right. He's got to be somewhere. So it's always fun to see where Jack is on anything they make. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So, yeah. So, yeah, I'm really happy about that. And and uh, like I said, it would be it'd be exciting to see if they started making especially I, I could see them easily making some scale rolling stock at some point down the road. I'd buy some and selling it for selling it for cheap. I mean, the only thing you have to make sure with the rolling stock is you, if you do scale is you just have to make sure, you know, you're painting the, the paint is good. Um, but other than other than that, you know, why not? And again, if it's cheap, if they're selling scale rolling, if they sell a scale box car for 30 or 40 bucks, uh, I don't think anybody's going to worry too much if it's got, you know, a, a couple, you know, a couple little errors on it. For 40 bucks, if they make a really nice scale, like, you know, piece of rolling stock. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm there as well. Yeah, because uh, they yep. they tend to do almost a, a good variety as well, and and just like a lot of you know what they do that they do well is a lot of the military stuff. Yeah, yeah, is done very well. All those uh, didn't they do a bunch of box cars with the uh, the the nose art on them? Yes, they did. Yeah. Those are fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that, and I like the uh, the ones with the um, vehicles, the helicopters and jeeps and all that. Those yeah. are really nice. Yeah, yep. and again, that's just. That's just an example of them always they don't they don't ever rest on their laurels, you know. They came out with some regular rolling stock and they could have just left it at that. But then they started coming out with nicer rolling stock with nicer art and 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 flat cars with nice loads on them. And uh it's so it seems they're all that's why I, I won't be surprised if they come out with some scale stuff, because it seems they don't like to rest on their laurels and they're always sort of uh pushing for what's next. Well, they're, they're definitely making a name for themselves, and it's definitely stretching outside of the, you know, Menards store areas, right? Yeah. yeah. So I know they don't, I know they don't, well, they do deliver outside, obviously, of their normal kind of uh, regional area. And I thought they weren't shipping to like California or something, but that might have changed. I think they're they're opening up the their shipping lanes. Uh, I had heard, wider. yeah, I had heard that people in California couldn't get them. I'm, Fortunately, I, in Georgia, we can get we can get it shipped here. Um, and I know I've heard some people from overseas, you know, saying, I wish I could get Menards over here. <laughs> you know, yeah, so definitely, uh, definitely really, really cool to see them them emerge as such a big player in the hobby. And really, uh, you know, competition is always good. And I think they're giving uh, I think they're definitely on Lionel's radar and and giving them a little bit of a little bit of run run for their money in the uh yep. afford, affordable segment of the hobby absolutely and who knows you know lionel might actually look at them and say hey look maybe we should go together on something who knows you know i yep. i don't i don't know where where menards got their tooling for their cars i don't know if it was older you know 
I don't know, Kusan or I don't know if it was some sort of older tooling they got somewhere. If they made, I don't it. either. Yeah, I have no idea. But it's 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 really cool. It's really cool to see. And um, yeah, and I've seen you know, like I said, I've seen Lionel bring out some uh, some more affordable. Uh, in their they have a little section in their catalog where they have some really inexpensive uh, freight cars in the uh, in the traditional line uh, that are that are close to the price of Menards. Not exact. Not not. Not quite that cheap, but pretty pretty close. Yeah. Especially especially for Lionel, and I think those are made in Vietnam or somewhere. Uh, I, I did get a I did get a six pack of those, and uh, and they were very nice. They were very nicely made. Um, I had no complaints about them at all. I think I did a video on them, and uh, they were they were very nice. Um, which kind of uh, segues into you know Lionel starting to make make some of their stuff in, uh, in other countries now, other than China. Uh, I noticed the, uh, the new S one is made in Korea, um, which is pretty, I think is pretty cool. Cause I, th- I think, I think Korea does a better job making stuff than China quite, quite honestly. Um, and, uh, so it's nice to see them making, making some of their uh, stuff in, in Korea now and, and Vietnam too. They're making yep. uh, some of their stuff in Vietnam, which is yeah. great. Didn't MTH make all their stuff in Korea? They made a lot of it. So a lot of it was made okay. in China, but a lot of their finer steam engines were made in Korea, especially okay. early on. Yeah, the Premier Steam was Korea. And I know Third Rail has their stuff in Korea. Um, I think there's, um, you know, I I don't know for a fact. I mean, I, I, I've never been over there, but it seems to me that the stuff made in Korea seems to be a little bit more attention to quality and detail uh, than the stuff made in China. And so... I mean, I can tell you, it really shows on that new S one. That thing is fantastic looking. I couldn't find a, a, a single flaw in that whole thing. Uh, so uh, I didn't have any flaws on my, and I'll have to check where my uh, my sharks came. But uh, as far as I know, and for other people got sharks. Like everyone, sharks were working out of box. No paint yeah. issues. All the all the paint schemes were absolutely spot on, perfect. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I was very, very happy about that. Were the sharks made in, were they China or Korea? I'll have to check the box, Eric. I, you know, I, probably, I, I think the plastic, a lot of the, might have been China. China. You know what? I, actually, I think you're right. I think the sharks may have been China, but I'd have to yeah. double check the box. But, um, uh, they've got, I think they've gotten better with the, with the quality control, uh, recently. Um, you know, they went, they went through a few years there back in the day where there was the quality control was, was a little more. Uh, hit or miss um but i think they've gotten a little better than that and again i think i think bra- i think putting you know getting your stuff made in other countries other than china i think it's a smart thing it's it, mm-hmm. it's never good to have all your eggs in one basket so i think it's nice that they're that i'm seeing made in vietnam and made in china on a lot of their stuff now i mean i know a lot of people would say oh it should be made in usa but you know that's that's not practical um so. uh, then yeah then you're gonna guess what the double the price on it yeah that's, or, that's what's or, more. Happen. or more yeah, or more yeah yeah it's about to tell people they're like wait how come they don't make this stuff in the usa it's like well you think it's expensive now <laughs> yeah, yeah it'll be look, about triple look, the price when it's in the usa look yeah. we all we all want to buy stuff that's made in the usa i mean no one's against that the problem is is stuff has to be affordable as well yeah. and I mean, unfortunately I it's you, not gonna happen I can tell you the folks at MTH and Lionel and Atlas, they would love to have the stuff made here if, yep. if it was financially viable because 
it would make it so much easier to get stuff done. You know, I've, I've heard some, someone described getting something made in China as working with a 10,000 mile long screwdriver. Yeah. Um, you know, it, 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 there's a, you know, it, it's a little time consuming and resource consuming to, to get stuff fixed and get stuff made. And, and, you know, it, it takes a lot more resources and time than when your factory's right next door and you can just walk over and say, Hey, we've got the wrong shade of paint, change it, you know? So, um, you know, I'm sure I know, for, I know they would loved if they, if they could make it all here, if they could, if Lionel could make everything in Concord and still, you know, have it for the same prices and still make the profit they need to make. I, I I'm sure they would do it in a heartbeat, you know? Yeah. No, I, I agree with you hundred oh, yeah. percent. Yeah. yeah. So it's not, you know, I, uh, I think sometimes people, they think that when they're, when they're having them made in China, like it's some sort of money grab or something. And it's like, and it's like, no, they're made over there because they, they have to. It's not that they want to make them over there. It's because they have to in order yep. to stay competitive and keep the price as reasonable as possible. Yeah, look, I, I want the old scale industry to, to, to stay alive and to keep making trains because – they keep yeah. making trains. I'm going to keep buying them. I'm going to keep doing videos on them. Yeah. I'm going to keep making this podcast. I'm the same uh, way. And so. if, they, if they have to make them on the moon to keep them going and keep them reasonably priced, <laughs> I, I'm fine with that. You know, it's, they, exactly. It's the world hey, market. Know. That's the way things are. <laughs> that said, I, I don't know if Lionel is still making the line scale stuff here. Cause when, when, when Weaver went under in 2014, Lionel got all their American tooling. And for a while, they were making the Lion stuff, the Lion scale, which was the X Weaver stuff. They were they were making that in Concord. Um, I don't know if they still are or not. I haven't heard anything about it. Um, uh, there wasn't there wasn't any Lion scale in the catalog, was there? I don't there think there was any in the newest catalog. So no. I don't know what's going on with no. it. But for a while there, I know they were making the the Lion scale stuff in Concord because Weaver they they, they were able to keep the same manufacturer that Weaver had for their, for the plastic, uh, for shooting the plastic molds. And so they just kept that same contract. At, uh, that's what I heard. And, uh, and they were able to keep and that for that reason, they were able to keep making the line scale stuff here in the U S uh, as opposed to shipping it overseas, but maybe that's changed. I don't know. And then, you know, Atlas got all of Weaver's overseas tooling. And so that's why the Atlas was able to come out with the troop cars and the, uh, a few other cars that Weaver had made overseas. And I, I guess, I guess that must got all of their overseas steam toolings as well. I don't know. I don't, I don't know if Atlas got all of their, their locomotive toolings or not. Um, they haven't used them. It'd be cool if Atlas would use some of those uh, Weaver brass steam toolings. Um, but we'll uh, maybe that, maybe that'll happen one day. Yep. I know we cool. I know Atlas tried to make us they made one steam engine years ago and it wasn't that great and they that was sort of their first for uh first venture into steam and they and they never came back to it again they've only done diesel since um but you know maybe at some point they'll revisit you know especially now that they've got access to uh to to PS2 with their MTH stuff maybe they'll maybe they'll start making some of that steam too who knows? I actually, I had that. Uh, it was an 060 steam switcher that they made. It was beautiful to look at. It was a gorgeous model. Yeah. But the problem with it was it was the 
technology in it and it ran it just didn't run very well and the sounds were mediocre it needed a facelift yeah that's, was what, a good that's start. what i heard um i'm sure yeah looks wise i'm sure it was great you know atlas uh i've never seen atlas put out a model that wasn't beautiful i mean all of their stuff is gorgeous and that's why i'm really excited about those uh those mth locomotives that are coming they got the gp they got the they got the 44 tonner coming out they got the sd40 and the gp40 i think uh coming out and uh, i'm really excited to get those and uh and see how they've done because uh i i knowing atlas i i think they'll be just as good or better than the original mth models oh yeah i think my one catch and uh, and this is another topic i harp on a lot is um with the switchers i really hope that atlas is going to put fixed pilots on these switchers that would be awesome they might i don't know that uh it might require extra money to modify the tooling so who Probably. knows but uh it'd be cool if they did especially for switchers there's no reason not to put fixed pilots on them for sure that was but, my one gripe with mth is they did not do fixed pilots on their switchers and it always irked me yeah it's been nice to see uh lionel doing more of those uh semi-fixed pilots on a lot of their diesels um oh yeah on the new sd40 uh, it's got the semi-fixed pilots, um, and it makes it it makes a big difference. It, it sure, certainly makes it a lot more uh, realistic looking than those on the truck, <laughs> uh, mounted on the truck things, uh, which are which are pretty pretty uh, stand out like a sore thumb kind of thing. But uh, I guess that's the curse of O scale. I guess that's what goes with having three rails. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Yep. <laughs> it's always funny to try to explain to someone when they're like. How? Why do you do that? Why do you? What, what? What? It's. It doesn't look realistic. Why do you like three rail track and all this stuff? And I try to explain it to them, you know. And and uh, I say, well, it's 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 you know, it's a mix of tradition and history, and uh, and overall, what I tell people who don't like the third rail is, I say, you know what? For me, having that third rail, um, it it it's a constant reminder that this should be fun that it's about using your imagination and, and, you know, I said, so in, th in three rail modeling, we just ignore the third rail. We just use our imagination and ignore it. <laughs> um, that's what it means to me is it, it's a, it's a callback to the old days and it's a, it's a, it's a reminder to not take it too seriously and just to, just to have fun, enjoy it. And, and don't worry about, whether or not it's got the right number of rippets or not. If if you're worried about that stuff, that's fine. But just you know, you might be better suited for with a two rail O scale or HO or something. You guys have any? Uh, you guys have any favorites in the new catalog? The twenty twenty one V two. So I did order the uh, the hustle muscle set. Oh, cool. Uh, I'm, I'm a huge like I'm a huge Burlington Northern guy. Like that's like if you were to tell me, Matt, you can only have collect one railroad. I'm sure a lot of people say, oh, you know, he likes Santa Fe. But when it comes down to it, you know, it's Burlington Northern because um, I grew up on Burlington Northern. And like you, Eric, like, uh, you know, I'm more of a diesel guy than I am a steam guy. Yeah. And uh, and because I grew up next to the uh, the BNSF line uh, for most of my life, and I've always lived next to it. It's kind of weird. Uh, even in, even, you know, I was getting <laughs> older. I actually ended up living uh, in my 20s. I lived across the street from the. Uh, one of the Downers Grove train station 
uh, and uh, I was able to watch trains go by. And it was always, you know, but even in my when I was younger, you know, my dad will always, always take us to the tracks and I just always watch these, you know, Burlington Northern E8s and, uh, you know, GPs and, and stuff like that. And it just was always in the back of my mind. I, I love, um, you know, I bleed Cascade Green, you know. Yeah, I, so, I love that paint scheme. I, I mean, yeah. I love the BNSF paint scheme too, but uh, yeah. I've got I've got a fair number of Burlington Northern stuff uh, in my fleet because I do love that green, the green and white. And I also love weathering it. It weathers really nicely. Yes, it does. Yeah. Um, it just, it, it takes, it takes the weathering really well and you can just put a coat of grime on it and it just looks so nice. Yep. Uh, I've, you know, over the years I've, re- I've realized that some, some road paint schemes take weathering better than others. And, uh, uh, uh Burlington Northern is one of the ones that takes it really well. Um, so yeah, yeah, that, that, the hustle muscle set, uh, I don't have a hustle muscle engine yet. I thought about, I thought hard about ordering that, but, um, Ultimately, I had I passed on it just because I've, I've, I've uh, you know, I've already got one of those. Yeah, I ordered that, and there was also to pair it. Um, I'm really interested in those new uh, Super Base uh, SD45s as well. Oh, so how I, cool was that? That you know, dude, dude, that's that, really nice. That's awesome. What a great idea! Like, yeah, like just why not? Why not? Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, I think it's great. I ordered, yeah, I ordered the uh, SD45 Super Base. I, I think I ordered the. Uh, the SD70 Super Base as well. Okay. And uh, yeah, I was really excited about that. I got, I think I ordered the BNSF uh, SD70 Super Base. And uh, yeah, that, I mean, why not? Why not? You know, if you're going to, if you're going to have an uh, unpowered unit, you know, why not put some speakers in it and have it, have it just give the train a little more rumble. I think that's yeah. super cool. I like, I'm a huge like sound guy. So yeah. for me, like if, if, if you're going to build something and make something to make it even sound even better, like, okay, sign me up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, that, I mean, that's, that's the one, you know, even people in HO, they, they can't deny that O scale sounds yep. incredible. And they, lo- I mean, I love it when uh, HO people will say, I noticed when, with the, with the O scale, with that sound, when the train comes by, the camera shakes a little bit. And it's like, yeah, because it's it's vibrating the table. Yeah, it's like you know, we actually got some bass. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's all uh, about that bass. Yeah, so, <laughs> so that's really cool. Yeah, so the the hustle muscles. I thought I thought hard about that. Uh, I did order the the BNSF Coltrane set. Uh, okay, that one's awesome. Really I really excited like about that, that one. Um, and I, I another reason I got it was because I I haven't gotten a BNSF diesel in a while, and I figured it was. It was it was time to to refresh to get myself another BNSF diesel. Yeah, I I have four BNSF ES44 AC, so I didn't need another one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I have the original uh, TMCC uh, Burlington Northern Coltrane set, and uh, I love Coltrane. I love coal cars, and I like I love coal trains. Uh, so I decided to to, and I have the I bought the BNSF. Uh, uh, tank train set that came out a couple years ago. Oh, I love the tank train set. Those things are awesome. Yep. So are- I kind of figured, you know what? Like, uh, you know, I'm going to go for the uh, the hustle muscle set. Although the the fire engine card's a little uh, little odd <laughs> in that set. Yeah, um, it's a little it's a little toy like for for yeah. a fail set. But, but uh, I, I definitely wanted the uh, you know the hustle muscle. So uh, and that and then I also got the. Uh, the hobo, the the Rock Island uh, hobo uh, car. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, I ordered that as well. I ordered that yeah. as well. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm a sucker for. Uh, I think both Ma- both Matt Z and I are kind of suckers for these uh, sound cars and these vision lines. Yeah, any, oh, yeah. anytime they put out a sound car, I mean, because I, I love it. I love running, you know, running a long train, and then like every maybe four or five cars, you put a sound car, mm-hmm. and that way, you know, the train the the train just has sound the entire time as it goes by. You know, it's not just like the engine goes by and then it's quiet. You know, you hear oh, yeah. engine goes by, and then you hear you keep on hearing squeaks and rumbles and pops and all that stuff. It's 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 it, I love it. It's great. Yep, for sure. I think uh, I know. I just got in the uh, Vision Line tank cars. I'm late to the party, I know, but oh my god, those cars are awesome. Did you get the original ones those. or which one? Yes, yes, I got the original. The the ones that came with the hybrid. The ethanol tankers, yeah, yeah I have yeah. those as well. My yeah, buddy, those, were, uh, those were another, just another revolutionary product. I mean, those things were just incredible. Oh um, yeah, my buddy uh, weathered them, and they look beautiful. So DJ, if you're listening to this, thanks. Oh man, <laughs> I, I haven't, I haven't had the heart to weather anything Vision Line yet. Uh, <laughs> one of these days, I'll get around to it. Um, I'll, get, I'll get up the nerve to do it. Um, <laughs> there you go. I'm getting my uh, my my two eight eight. My weathered two eight eight two is on the way back to me right now from from Harry Heike. Um, so that, that should be here in a couple of days. Um, nice. That was another one of those when I earlier when I was talking about how I sometimes I I run my mouth and and uh, get myself in trouble. <laughs> I, 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 I did a live video where I unboxed the uh, the weathered two eight eight two. And uh, when I took it out of the box, the the, the weathered the weathering paints were rubbing off really easily, and I, I commented on it in the video. And then uh, uh, afterwards, you know, I, uh, um, Harry got in touch with me and was like, "Oh, you know, send it back. Let me fix it." And so I I sent it back, and uh, and it's on its way back to me now. And uh, so uh, which is good. So I, I went, once I get it back, I'm going to do a video on it and just talk about how um, you know how it's. It's nice that he's, um, you know, standing behind his, his work and uh, and making it right. And was, uh, so that should be cool. Was it just not sealed correctly? It, it was sealed because uh, I, I, at first I was like, is he not sealing these things? But I learned that he does seal them. I think what happened was that it was one of two things. I think either the maybe just on that particular engine, maybe the paint wasn't quite dry when he put it in the box or mm. more more likely, I think maybe just in that box sitting in hot warehouses and UPS trucks, I think it kind of just softened up the paint a little bit. Okay. What happened is once I got it on my layout, after a couple of days of sitting at room temperature, it was perfect. The, the paint wasn't rubbing off at all. Everything was picture perfect. Um, and so I, I think it just needed to sort of air out a little bit uh, when I, when I got it, when I opened it. So, um, so he's sending it back to me. He, I sent it to him and he fixed it. And it's on the way back to me, and and uh, so when I open it this time, I'm going to open it up and let it air out for a day. Gotcha. Uh, and then okay. I'll and then I'll take it out of the box just to make sure those paints get nice and cool and get at room temperature and everything. But he he does a really good job. I mean, he does a, a fantastic job with the weathering. He does beautiful work. Yeah, I've seen him. He does uh, stuff for Mister Muffin. Yeah, uh, all the time, and it's just it, it is fantastic. It's first rate, and I and I felt yeah. really bad because I was like, I was like, man, I didn't I didn't mean to. You know, I wasn't mean to badmouth you. I was just, you know, it was just a live video, and that's what happened. But uh, um, no, he does really good work, and more importantly, he he stands behind his work. 
Yeah. Um, which is to me, you know, I've said this in video, a lot of videos over the years, you know, I don't, I don't care if some, if there's a mistake made on something, what I, what I really care about is the, the company's or the person's reaction to the mistake. Um, that's what matters in my mind. You know, it's like uh, I worked in, I worked in restaurants for many, many years and um, you know, you learn that, you know, you make mistakes happen and, and, and what really defines you is how you handle that mistake. And so, you know, good restaurants, you know, in a, in a, in a not so good restaurant, they'll make a mistake with your order and you say, Hey, you got this wrong. And they'll say, Oh, well, sorry about that. You know, or yeah. sorry about that. We'll make it again for you. Here it is. Whereas if you go to a, a really good restaurant that is really concerned with customer service and they make a mistake, they say, Hey, you know what? Your your meals on us, or here's a, a free bottle of wine or here's free dessert. Yeah. You know, they'll, they'll give you something to, to really make up for it and say, Hey, you know, we, we, we're really sorry this happened. And, and uh, to me, that's the, that's the, that's what really makes, makes or breaks a place. And so, you know, when, when mistakes happen, they, they, they happen. I mean, we're, we're human beings, people make mistakes. And so when uh, I don't care about the mistake so much, like I said, I care about the reaction and Harry's reaction was, was perfect. He said, Hey, let me make it right for you. And uh, that's, that's all that matters to me. And so for me, it's uh it's really a non-issue now. But uh, did you order anything, anything, anything else from the catalog? Uh, so that's all I ordered. Uh, now, is that all I'm going to get from it? Mm, probably not. I'm probably going to get more <laughs> things, but, uh, but those are the things that I really, really wanted. So I wanted to make sure that I pre-ordered them and I was able to get them. But uh, you know those 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 consolidations look really nice, and those are nice. especially for the price. Like it's kind of hard to pass those up. Yeah, I I did the. Um, I don't think I got is it. I think I got the consolidation that comes with the Grand Canyon set. Oh, uh, the Grand Canyon set is beautiful. One of our friends that one's awesome. Yeah. Uh, bought the got the Grand Canyon set, and uh, that that's another great deal. That Grand Canyon set. Yeah, for the cost of getting a uh, you know whistle steam consolidation and three beautiful four uh, you know four you're right I'm sorry four beautiful passenger cars uh, for the price that's a steal yeah it's not it's not bad at all and it looks great and so yeah I I, def, I, got, I ordered one of those and yeah I'm the same way to some extent you know there's some stuff I order because I definitely want it and then there's other stuff where I'm like well you know maybe if I see it on the shelf at, at this train store I'll probably break down and get it you know, like the hustle muscle set, like I like it, but I wasn't, I don't, I don't, I wasn't adamant about getting it, but right. You know, if I see it at the train store later on, I'll probably break down and I do that. That happens a lot. I'll go into the, I'm, you know, I'll go into the train store and see something that I didn't order. And you know, it, it always makes a difference when you see it in person. It does, you know, and you say, yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Now I get it. And so then you say, okay, now I got to have one of these. (laughs) I'm on, I'm on the fence with the ST seventies, especially the, well, there, there's, there's a name, there's a name that people call that one version. I I don't call it that because I like it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I I, I actually like the color scheme. So. It's a um, Burlington Northern Santa Fe SD 70. Number 9647. It's in the, War bonnet, the Santa Fe war bonnet style paint 
but uh, when the BNSF got it, they called it the vomit bonnet. Yeah, it's like it's like a green and cream kind oh, of I color. See it. Yeah, isn't it? is it forty five hundred one? No, no, no. Yeah. It's, it's uh, 40, 96, 47. Yep, yes. that's it. I see, I'm looking yeah. at it right now. Yeah, that. Yeah, that's not the most attractive paint scheme. Although <laughs> I should have, I, I should have ordered it just because I don't have it. You know, that's the thing. Like, it's not. It do, it doesn't even. It's the only one that doesn't even have a, a matching. Uh, sound car um sorry sound engine with it either it's just it's by itself and uh it's it's unique looking and i i like it that's funny you know, it's so ugly that lionel was like yeah we're not even gonna do a, a sound one with it we're just, <laughs> <laughs> we're just gonna throw it out there and see if someone orders it there you go because <laughs> yeah you're right they have the super base with all the other ones Except that one, well, correct. That yeah. one was also it was only it was a one off. It's the so one they only had one number of that one. Yeah. It, page. <laughs> <laughs> it's unique, you know. It's 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 an interesting color. I, I, I like it. <laughs> yeah, I can see why they didn't stick with that. Yes, that's not good. But yeah, I, I can't. I can't. I, it's hard for me to turn down the swoosh paint scheme. Uh, just because it's it's uh it's 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 so nice looking. What did you think of uh, Eric? What did you think of some of the? I know you don't buy like you know the Lion Chief sets, but were there any like Lion Chief sets that were kind of like oh that's really cool? Yeah, uh, let me get let me turn to that point in the catalog. Okay. Um, yeah, you know I, I like a lot of the Lion Chief st- stuff. It's just that I don't I don't run it, you know, so I don't really have a reason to order it. Yeah, that's yeah, it. you know, I, uh, mm-hmm. every now and then someone will send me one to review, and and that's always nice when that happens because I, I like reviewing those sets because it, you know, it, you know, not everybody, not everybody, not everybody can afford a twenty five hundred dollar engine, and yeah. so it's it's nice when you can review something that's a little more affordable that you know that people can get and that you know the the average person can afford, and so it's uh, so I like reviewing them for that reason, but personally, you know, I don't have much of a use for them um and usually if i if i get a if someone sends me one of these sets i usually end up giving it away to a you know a, when i have my open house i'll i'll give it away to a kid or something like that all right yeah yeah i just i have two i have i have the the polar express uh the 15th anniversary one that has kind of like the like the foily kind of uh reflective coating on it oh yeah which yeah. i liked and um, I have the Harry Potter set too because my daughter's into Harry Potter, and that was like the train for her and I to run. Okay, I'll tell you what. It, one of the top things I would love for Lionel to do is to make a scale Harry Potter set. I would, I would order that in a heartbeat. I, I would too, actually. Same. Yes, yes. They, they need, big. they need to do some, some overseas, uh, you know, scale, uh, you know overseas engines i think for sure maybe they bought some of uh, mth's european tooling (laughs) yeah you never know (laughs) yeah i would love that i mean just like they did you know for years i never got a polar express set because you know they were always semi most of them were always semi-scale but then finally a few years ago when they when they cataloged the scale polar express set uh i finally bought that and it was beautiful and uh so I would, I would just, I would be ecstatic if they came out with a scale Harry Potter set. That would just be, that would be incredible. Oh yeah. <laughs> and they, yeah, if they made it a Vision Line Harry Potter set, that would be even better. <laughs> oh my God. That, that would be really Harry cool. Potter set. All right. <laughs> that would be something. <laughs> that would be awesome, actually. 
Yeah. Uh, the, yeah. Uh, uh, you know, people are always asking, what do you, you know, what do you think the next vision line engine should be? And I say, well, you know, there's a difference between what I think it should be and what it can be. Um, you know, cause obviously, you know, they probably don't want to make brand new tooling, you know, for an engine if they can avoid it. So, um, I think about existing models they have and, you know, what I think would be a good vision line entry. And, uh, I keep on coming back to, I, I would like to see a vision line. I mean, I'd like to see a vision line, a lot of things, but, uh, um, I think it would be cool if they did a vision line Santa Fe super chief set. Oh, wow. Um, you know, just because, you know, the super cheap, you know, the, the Santa Fe F3s are such an iconic Lionel thing. Yeah. And uh, so I think it'd be a great way to uh, sort of pay homage to that, 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 and just, you know, make a die cast metal F3 set or something like that. That'd be really cool. Well, just, you know, on top, you know, with that said, even just more vision line diesels would be nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh. Yeah, they haven't really done any Vision Line diesel since the originals, and I think it's probably because they'd have to make new tooling for it, yeah, uh, to make it worthwhile, you know, to do. Because if they came out with a plastic-bodied Vision Line diesel, I think that would be a little bit of a a letdown. Yeah. Well, what? The, so they've they've done. So they did the ES forty fours. They did the gensets, and they did the centipedes. Yeah, they did the centipedes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And that's been it. That's yeah. it. I mean, yeah. well, the the. GG one, but that that was kind of a given. That was yeah. a, that was a recycled tooling. Yeah. yeah. So if they could if they could do a you know I would love you know I think it, a, a Vision Line Santa Fe F three is something that's reasonable you know which with, with some passenger cars I think that's a reasonable yep. thing and or you know like we were talking about earlier Vision Line Triplex or something like that would be would be super cool but yeah but anyway getting back to the Line Chief stuff. Um, I don't have a. I don't. Um, I like the uh, the Genesis, the little the, the little Genesis they have. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's, a, that's an XMTH. Oh, it is. Yep. Uh-huh. That's an X Rail King. Now nah, that makes sense. Now, okay. So that's like a Rail King. Correct. Okay. Yep. yep. Cool. I bet that's that'll it. be nice. Maybe I would have ordered one if I hadn't realized it was MTH XMTH. But I uh, yeah. I, so I like that one and. Um, I wanted to get one of the uh, the the Lion Chief was it the, the a GG one that they made and uh, yes they made a Lion yeah. Chief plus two GG yeah. one and yeah, I, I wanted good. to get one of, I wanted to see if I could get one of those to review but I never did and um, I would have liked to to had one of those I think that that would have been really nice I don't I, um, that would have been really cool those are really really oh, nice yeah. uh, one, yeah. of my, one of my uh, 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 train friends has that and he did a review on it and uh it was uh it was really cool yeah yeah, yeah very that one and i think another one that is really nice and i know we kind of touched on there but i have two of these is the 060t i'm actually i'm surprised you don't got one of those there the, 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 to... the lion chief ones uh the lion chief 2.0 ones yeah there was a those look really nice too. And I did think about getting one of those um, just because They're it looks awesome. so cool. And again, I was trying to see if I could get one to review. Um, but I, I, I wasn't able to get one at least not yet. So, um, 
we'll see how it goes. <laughs> maybe, maybe I'll get lucky. Maybe I'll get lucky and get one of these little Amtrak ones, these uh, Genesis ones to review. You never know. Maybe. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so they, they got some nice stuff in this, in the new catalog. I mean, it's not, I thought it was a, a, a pretty typical volume two catalog where it's not huge, but um, it did have some nice stuff in there. And um, I'm excited to decide see when it arrives some of the stuff's arriving pretty quickly i got my gp30s the other day from the 2021 volume one catalog oh nice um so those 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 came out really fast but uh we'll see what happens i was uh i was gonna order um one of the new dd 35s but uh i pat i i chopped that out of my order because i already have one and then uh, I ordered some other stuff instead. I, I did order the Strasburg stuff. The Strasburg set's really nice. I was, gonna, I was actually going to ask you that. So, which one did you order? I got the nineteen nine. Uh, wait, wait a minute. I got the nineteen nineties version. Okay. Um, just because um, I just like the way it looks, and also the nineties was was kind of when I grew up, and uh, so I figured I'd, I'd get that one. That's going to be pretty impressive when that comes up. Hopefully, like uh, Dave, there's a, like a demos with Dave, and he kind of like uh, goes over the the unit and you know the sounds and you know apparently from what they said is they you know they recorded actual sounds, so that's going to be really cool. Oh yeah, uh, that that oh they actually went and recorded the actual sounds on site. Uh, I believe is that correct, Matt? Yep, they. Uh, I guess they've been going at it for like a year, year and a half before you even cataloged all the designs and sounds and everything. So it's gonna be really cool. Now with the consolidation, I, uh, I, yeah, I saw that um, because they're coming out with the consolidation, they're they're coming out with a, a much better looking version of Southern Six Thirty. Um, I don't know if you guys heard of that or not. Yeah, well, uh, one of our buddies actually ordered that one. Yeah, uh, Legacy's doing a custom run. Yeah, because when they uh, when they when they came out with six thirty a few years back, and people were kind of disappointed because uh, it wasn't wasn't that true to the to the original. But I think the new one, uh, the one they're using for like the Grand Canyon railway set, is pretty close to the real Southern Southern six thirty. So uh, yeah, Legacy's doing a custom run of that. That, that nice. should be pretty nice. That's the one thing. If you if you do a model of a of a steam engine that is still in service, you you, you better make sure it, it's pretty darn close. <laughs> exactly. Oh yeah, yes. that's for sure. Yep. <laughs> yeah, you got it. Because people are going to notice. You know, like when they did a uh, when they did the uh, six eleven uh, a few years back, and they had the wrong color stripe on it. You know, and people were all up in arms about it because they're like, it's the wrong shade of red. <laughs> you know? Yep. And they oh, had yeah. the, I think Harry Heike was the one who uh, you could send it to him and he would fix it. Yep, that was him. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's the, the lesson. There is if you if you model one that's still being still running today, you better you better make sure you get it right because people are going to know. You know, it's oh, one yeah. it's one thing if you if you make do a model of something that you can't see anymore, like if you're modeling a uh, you know a triplex or something. I don't think there's any triplexes left, but. Uh, um, Maybe there is. I don't know if there's one in the museum or not, but if you're modeling uh, like the big boy or, or 630 or something like that, yeah. <laughs> so hopefully, yeah, I, I ordered one from Legacy too, and uh, uh, that, that should be fun when that comes in. Nice. I was going to ask you if you ordered that. Yeah, yeah. Usually when Legacy does a custom run, I, I, 
I tell them, hey, you know, if it's a scale custom run, go ahead and put me down for one. Um, we're actually, uh, I'm actually working right now on the on, on an Eric Strain's locomotive. Um, oh, really? That we're that we're trying to hammer out the design for, um, just to see how it does. Because MTH is now uh, they're doing. You can do custom runs with MTH and. The order numbers that you need, the minimum order number is pretty low. Okay. So, and so I think we're going to try doing an Eric's Trains MTH uh, locomotive, either diesel or steam. I'm not sure what. Um, um, I, I posted, a, I made a post about it a while back, and the, the reactions were, I got some weird reactions. Um, it was, it was, uh, <laughs> It was one of those things where another one of those things where you're like, okay, I'm trying to do something cool, and like all of a sudden, like you get some backlash on it, you know. And it's like, well, I'm just I'm just trying to get a sense for what to, you know, because I I think when I first announced it, people were like, oh, you know, you're going to make some super expensive, you know, don't make some super expensive engine, you know. And I was like, and I'm like, no, I know, I know it, you know, I'm not going to make some two thousand dollar model. Um, that's not going to happen. I said, you know, we I want to keep it reasonable you know, that relatively affordable, but, it, you know, I, I think I caught some flack because I was saying that I, I said in the post that, that, uh, I know a lot of people wanted me to do like a rail King, like a semi-scale locomotive. And, and, but me personally, I don't do semi-scale, I do scale. And so I, I said, if I'm going to do something, you know, an Eric's trains locomotive, I want it to be something that I would want on my layout. Right. Um, so I, I want to do something scale, which I think a lot of people thought, oh, that means it's going to be super expensive. But I was like, no, 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 no. You know, I said a scale, a scale F3 from MTH is is only, I think, like twenty five dollars more or something or fifty dollars more than the, the Rail King F3. Yeah. You know, it's not like insanely. I just So, I, I, you know, I try to rectify that and say, look, I'm shooting for around the, the five hundred dollar range uh, for for a locomotive. Um, I don't know if it'll sell. We'll see. Um, but we're, we're trying to, the hardest part is getting a design that I like. I'm not sure. I'm really not sure what paint scheme to do and, and, uh, what colors to do and all this stuff. So we're, we're trying to, I think, I think it's going to be an F3, but, um, but we'll, we'll have to see. That's neat. You know, it's kind of interesting that you, that you bring up, uh, the MTH is all these custom orders because yeah, they've been popping up like, all over the place, even, you know, one of the local, uh, uh, train stores, Berwyn toys and trains, um, shout out to Berwyn toys and trains. Uh, uh, they're doing a, a, a lot of custom runs and they're doing actually some Burlington Northern custom run stuff. So I'm very much into that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it's, it's, it's because my understanding at least is that their minimum order requirement is, is very reasonable. I think it's something like 30 or 40 or something it's it's really reasonable yeah uh, so you can do a limited run and not not have to have a ton of money to do it you know it used to be i think their order minimums used to be a lot higher and i know lionels are, are fairly high so uh you know it used to be that you had to have a ton of money to put down on it uh so it was kind of a big gamble whereas now with mth is doing you know making it a lot easier for for small runs which is great yeah, Lionel recently raised theirs. I, I believe it used to be twenty five, and I think they raised it to forty. Right. Yeah, which is you know it's which is you know 
I guess unfortunate. I'm sure they had a reason for doing it, but you know, yep. it's nice when you can say, Hey, we're going to make 30 of these engines. And that way, like if they don't all sell out instantly, it's not like we're losing, we're losing tons of money. Right. You know, I, I think, yep. I mean, I, th- I can say pretty confidently that I think I'll be able to sell 30 Eric Strain's engines. So, um, so I'm not, I'm not that worried about it. Uh, if uh, I'd be a lot more worried if we had to make like a hundred of them or something. Yep. But for th- what, 30 of them, I mean, I- I'm going to take one, you know, and I'm sure I can <laughs> so 29 more people. Yeah. 29 yeah. More. I'll you actually, I'll it. actually take two actually, because I, uh, I'll, I'll keep one in the box and then I'll, I'll have one to run. So I think I can find 28 more people. So there you go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I actually, um, I got your, uh, legacy station, uh, Eric's trains building. Yeah. That one's really cool. I like that. Yeah. They did a great job on that. And, uh, uh, yeah, I got two of those too. I got I got one on the layout and one that's still in the box. Oh, I actually got three. I gave one to my mom. <laughs> <laughs> nice, that's really cool. Yeah, so pretty cool. But yeah, so uh, fun. So it should be fun to see see stuff coming out. I it's always it's always fun when the holidays roll around because I know that it's always a, a blessing and a curse because I know that when the holidays come around. I, there's going to be a lot of stuff shipping. Uh, but at the same time, I'm going to also have a huge bill. Uh, so it's, uh, it's, it's, I always have to prepare myself, start, I have to start preparing my wallet, you know, a couple months in advance (laughs) for, for the Christmas season, because I know that either right before or right after Christmas about, you know, about 75% of the stuff I ordered is going to drop. (laughs) Yeah. That's funny. Uh, Speaking of wallet, preparing your wallet, um, are you planning on going to York? Um, Gosh, I, I don't know. I'm probably not going to go this year. um, Just because uh, uh, I'm taking another vacation soon and, and uh, that's going to cost a lot of money. And so I'm, probably not going to be able to go. And, and I know that if I went, I'd get in trouble and spend a bunch of money. So that's like, uh, I mean, I mean gotcha. the, good, the good part is I'm not married. I'm I'm, I'm single. So I don't have yep. to worry about, you know, getting in trouble with anybody else except myself, but, yep. <laughs> uh, but still like, um, you know, I, I put in a big order, a big, a big line L order from the new catalog. So I think I'm going to sit out this year, although I would like to go back. So uh, I would say at the worst case scenario, I'll go back. I'll go back next year. Okay. I'd like to go to the fall show though. I, I like, I think the fall show is a little, uh, I like it a little, I, well, I can't, I shouldn't say that. I've never been to the spring show, but for me, like October is, is more of a fun train time than, than, than April or whatever it is. Um, I, you know, fall is going into the, getting into the fall and the Christmas season and, and I think it's just a, a fun time to be wandering around a train show, looking at all sorts of stuff. Yeah, I can't wait. I'm actually going myself, um, yeah. going with a couple other folks, and it's my first time there. So I'm actually quite excited. So, oh, you've never been? Never been. Oh yeah, it's uh, it's an experience. It, it is. It is. It's like a kid in a candy store. I mean, it's. <laughs> I mean, the, when I first went there, like the first day, I was just like slack jawed. I was just like, oh my god, I can't believe all this stuff and. And then you start sort of, you know, getting used to it and seeing what's what. And, and uh, it's, it's a lot of fun. And I think, I mean, I, I think one of the, one of the parts that I enjoy most about York is, I mean, it's fun to see the Lionel booth and, you know, I, I don't know if MTH will have a booth this year or not, but, you know, you see all the major manufacturers booths, but the, the fun part is all the smaller cottage industries. 
Um, they're all gotcha. there. And so, you know, if you want to go find someone who makes custom, you know, tombstones for O scale cemeteries, there's probably someone there doing it. Um, so it's, it's, uh, and then, you know, they have the layouts and, they, and then they have the halls with all the old stuff. If you want to get any old stuff and, you know, everything's negotiable. When you go to the, you know, when you go to the hall selling the, the old stuff, you know, everything's negotiable, you know, so you can just say, well, how about I get this and this, and, you know, and you can really negotiate on the price. And it's a lot of fun if you're looking for older stuff. I think if I go again, I'm going to try to, I'm probably going to focus on getting a lot of tin plate. Uh, I'll try to get as much uh, Lionel corporate tin plate as I can. Um, there's a dealer that's usually there called Sidetrack Hobbies, that, and they do a lot, of, or they did a lot of uh, tin plate. I guess they still do. So I'm going to, yeah. if I go, I'm going to go to their booth and and uh, blow some money there. And uh, they got a lot of tin. Uh, yeah, they, I think they were almost exclusively all tin plate. They yeah. had gauge stuff, but mostly tin. And if if and they have all these food trucks outside, and if you if the if you see the the little food stand that's doing crab cakes. Uh, Check that out. They, they do these crab cake sandwiches. Uh, they're they're off the hook. They're great if if you like crab cakes. <laughs> All right, I'll make a note of that. <laughs> yeah, they're they're really good. They're like uh, I, I guess like Maryland style crab cakes or something, and they're uh, they're the bomb. I, I I went there. I got one the first day, and then I went there the next two days. I got one each day I was there after that. They're, they're, they were so good. I mean, they're real crab. I mean, they're pretty, they're kind of pricey. I think they're like 10 bucks a piece or something, but they're worth it. They're really good. And uh, yeah, so it's, if you haven't been there yet, you'll have a lot of, you'll have a lot of fun. It's, it's, it's a ton of fun. I'm totally looking forward to it. Yeah. 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 All right. So I think we've uh, definitely had a fantastic episode. Oh yeah. And uh, we've uh, obviously gone, clocked over three hours and uh this is uh obviously been one of the best interviews we've done so far uh without a oh, yeah. doubt and uh we want to thank you eric uh, again for just taking the time out of your schedule uh to come onto our podcast and just talk about trains yep yeah huge thanks man yeah it was a lot of fun we the time kind of flew we were uh before i knew it, it was a couple hours gone by <laughs> totally. Oh yeah. Fun. We we could we could probably talk for more, but you know what? That's oh, yeah. uh, that's for a future podcast. Yeah, so. I could we, I could probably talk for another two hours if we had to. <laughs> <laughs> so Eric, uh, like all our guests, we want to make sure that uh, you know you're promoted and you can kind of uh, let people know where people can find you. Yeah. Um, uh, my website is ericstrains.com. Uh, from there, you can get to everything else, but uh, my. YouTube channel is is called Eric's Trains. You can get to it at uh, youtube.com slash Eric's Trains. Um, and then the the webcams for the layout, you can get to those from my website too, uh, or you can go to them directly at ericstrains.com slash webcam. And then I'm also on Twitter. And uh, I just started a, a Discord channel too, uh, but that's, that's in its infancy. So I'll, I'll talk more about that later. That's it. All right, I'll, and I'll make sure I put all that information in the show notes as well. Cool. So, uh, Matt Z, where can people find you, sir? They can find me on YouTube under Matt Dash Train Lover ninety nine forty three. You can also find me on Facebook under the same name. All right, and I can be found on YouTube at West Chicago Model Railroad. I'm on Facebook under the same name, and I'm also on Instagram under WCMRR. And folks, if you do want to find the podcast information we are on facebook uh so you just look for 
Uh, if you just search for Matt and Matt uh, O Scale Podcast, uh, you'll come up. You can uh, actually listen to all of our podcasts right on Facebook directly. There's links directly to the Podbean site. And uh, again, we want to thank all of our listeners for downloading these episodes. Uh, again, big thanks to Eric for coming on the podcast. Uh, we would definitely welcome you back uh, f- uh, in the future. For- yeah, definitely. Uh, fantastic. All right, folks. Well, Absolutely. that wraps it up for tonight. And uh, everyone, have a wonderful night. Take care. Huge thanks, Eric. Really thanks. appreciate it. Thanks, guys. It.